Hi everyone, my name is Kate. And my name is Kendra, also known as Coyativity. And you are listening to Artwise. Hello everyone, back at you with another awesome guest episode. We have another amazing guest this week. As always, so this is Kendra. Did you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone what you're all about, yes. what you're here on Artwise to talk about? Hello, guys. I'm super excited to be on. Uh, like I was telling you already earlier, I've always wanted to be on a podcast, and I'm so happy to finally be on one. Checklist. So I have been doing my art business for a little over a year now, and I'm 21 years old, and I'm just on here to explain like some of the struggles and things to expect when you start a new art business and how to really push past that to get to your main goal. Awesome. Okay. So like the first question that I usually ask people when they come on the podcast is always like kind of like their, their villain origin, not villain, their origin (laughs) story, villain hero origin story. How did you begin like your art journey? So like, like what's the story behind becoming an artist? I know some people they've always known their whole life and some people it's like, they were fighting it and then they were like, oh, I'm just an artist. It's just something I've got to have to do. And sometimes it's like something that they learn about themselves later on. So what, like, what's your, what's your story behind being an artist? Yeah. So, well, kind of like some people I've kind of are always known since I was younger. I used to always just randomly draw. I would stay up super late on a school night, just getting sunk into the groove and I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do with it for the longest time. And a lot of my exposure to art was mostly just from taking a couple classes in high school and then just having like Pinterest and being exposed to some of the artists and inspirations from there. And so I I don't know, that's just uh, something I picked up when I was younger. It was a really good outlet for me to channel a lot of my feelings and emotions at the time. And then about high school, I kind of was like realizing, you know what, I'm actually at least a little bit good at it to try to pursue it further. And so basically from there, I uh, like I tried to take as much art classes in high school as I could. It wasn't as many as I wanted because in high school, I wasn't super involved so I didn't do as much as I should have but I started learning like the basics and things and I started off doing a lot of portrait drawings with charcoal and graphite and then come to around like my junior year I started transitioning into uh, more so painting mostly because with the graphite drawings and things like that I really wanted to start to incorporate color into my work just because I love to see just the bright colors in general and I think it expresses a huge light and positivity into our universe as it is and I just wasn't happy with what I was getting from the graphite drawings or the pencil drawing or pencils graphite same thing but charcoal so I started getting into acrylic paint because I was I tried color pencil and it didn't work out for me and so since then I honestly haven't gone back and I mostly paint with acrylics now and then it was approaching to my senior year and I was like okay well what am I gonna do after high school and during all of this time too I was really interested in FX makeup there's this show I'd always watch on I think it was FX channel or it was a sci-fi channel called Face Off 
And basically, I love yeah, sci-fi. yeah, yeah. It was on sci-fi. Yeah, I was, I was like, it's either on FX or sci-fi. But I used to be obsessed with that show, and since that show aired, too, besides exploring my artist creativeness journey or whatever, I was like, you know, that'd be really cool to do that. So for the longest time, once I fell in love with this show, I was like, I made a plan for myself, and I was like, okay, after high school. I'm going to save up money. By the time I'm 22, I'm going to move to Los Angeles and go to, they had this school down there that was called the Cinema Makeup Academy. And it was basically run by like V. Nil, who's the judge, one of the judges on Face Offs. And she's obviously really good at her craft throughout Hollywood. And I was, I had my heart set on going there so, so, so bad because that was at the time, the only thing Um, I really knew that artists could do after high school is either you go to college to go to art to then potentially do like graphic design or things like that, or you move to the workforce, but you can't move to the workforce unless you really have like experience or like kind of have, you know, a way around certain programs and things. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to school for this. And then, so I graduated, I still had my heart set on that. And then by the time um actually during covid i still like up until this moment i still was like i'm going to vegas not vegas los angeles to pursue this journey and then i i started to learn that people can actually make a business thriving from just selling their artwork and products and that's something that i never knew was possible because i was never exposed to people who could do that. And I found that out through going to like farmer's markets and certain events where I would meet artists. And then also from TikTok, crazy enough, I I just never knew that that was a thing. And that's one thing that's cool about TikTok. It, It opens up a platform where you get exposed to so many different things. And so with COVID happening, I made like a big life adjustment And I was like, you know what? I I don't think that going to Los Angeles to pursue FX makeup is really what I want to do. And it was kind of a hard pill to swallow because that's something that I had my heart set on for a long time. But at the same time, when I started to uh, involve myself into making my own art and then learning that people can be successful selling it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do that. (laughs) I'm going to make that happen. And so that's where I kind of am now. And that's kind of how I started. Like I always just knew that I loved art and wanted to do something with it. That's really, that's really cool. I, I always like think that, and I've heard like a lot of people tell their stories like through this podcast. And there's always like a moment where It's like you're about to do something completely different and then things just get switched. Like I had like a similar experience that I've talked about on the podcast before with like Ringling College of Art and Design. I was going to go for game art. And then unfortunately, it wasn't like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this. It was you don't have the option to do this because you're broke kind of deal. It's kind of like a little blessing in disguise because at the time... Yeah, it's kind of devastating and you're like a little lost and confused because you're like, well, then what am I going to do? Or like what what is next and then it involves or it evolves into something greater than that i i agree completely and i think that is art aside i think that's like kind of a life thing too because there are so many times even in the past two years where something has happened like for example this isn't really art related but getting this apartment that i have right now was like i was not supposed to live here the a couple days before we were supposed to move into the apartment that we were supposed to get, which was actually like a two bedroom loft. The people that were living in that apartment, this was in 2020, right at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. 
And the people that were living in the apartment that we had already signed the lease to decided that they didn't want to move. And because of the laws around COVID, the the apartment complex could not kick them yeah. out. And so we kind of like didn't have a place to live for a hot minute. And the apartment complex was like, no, no, like we'll find something for you. We have like a three bedroom that is empty that just became available. And you guys can move in there for the same price. And like, at first I was so mad because I wanted that. Yeah. Loft. The loft was so nice. <laughs> I bet it was so cute yeah. too. <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was amazing. I was so excited to to have like a, that kind of space because I was going to use the loft as like an office area yes. for myself and I was so excited and then like when I found that out I was like so frustrated but this place instead of being a two-bedroom being a three-bedroom for the same price actually ended up being like a killer deal that like has kind of carried out through to now and also we ended up kind of needing to fill the extra room anyway yeah. and we wouldn't have been able to do that with a two bedroom so it actually ended up being like a really good thing and I remember when it happened I was like I am screwed I'm gonna be <laughs> homeless I was like I don't yeah. want a three bedroom you know I don't want but like really it turned out to be like a really good thing and that's like something that I feel like I've learned and I know a lot of other people kind of, I think, are in the same boat that like so when something bad happens, sometimes like especially in the moment, it feels like there's absolutely like no reason for it. And it's like, oh, this is just a, you know, like this is horrible. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes like there really is like no reason that you can think of, yeah. like even like even in the future. But sometimes... <laughs> it's like a few years later you can look back and be like I'm so glad that that happened yes. even though I was so upset about it and that's like how I kind of feel about not being able to go to art school because right now if I had gone I would be finishing my senior year right now and I would probably be in almost two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth of debt. I was debt gonna say you would be paying that off forever. <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever pay it off not because not. like art industry when you specifically and I'm not speaking for everyone because obviously some people are very successful in the art industry mm -hmm. but with those very specific like eight to five type jobs where you're making like what I specifically wanted to go to school for which was you know a game artist mm -hmm. like working on video games probably sitting you know at a desk for 40 hours a week sitting in my office making art on a computer that probably would not have paid my $200,000 of debt that I would have gotten in very quickly. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that, that specifically. <laughs> a lot of jobs won't either. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially nowadays with how much college costs too. It's just ridiculous unless you're like... It's so sad to me that like, because I was like you just said now that if you did end up going to school, you'd be in so much debt. And it, it just sucks because I don't want to say it's like gatekeeping in a way for those colleges to do that. But it, it really does suck that people who want to further their education or contribute to doing something that they're passionate about, they just make it a little bit harder because they're like, well, unless you have this money, it's not going to happen for you. And it sucks that it has to be defined in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I know a lot of people do go to art school. I have a lot of friends who went to the art school that I was supposed to go to. And, you know, I'm, I'm certain that they'll find success. It's just, I'm glad for me personally, 
that it worked out the way that it did because I am already a nervous wreck surrounding money and I don't even really have any debt. Like the only debt that I have is I'm still paying off my car, but I'm really close to paying it off. (laughs) But like, I'm still paying off my car and that's the only debt I have. And even that makes me nervous, even though it's like, it's like a couple grand and that's it. It's like, it's still like, oh, I wish that I didn't owe money. (laughs) Just so I could get around. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing too. And like, also, it, it kind of is unfortunate how expensive it is. Um, because that's one thing for me wouldn't have been an option. And like I said, I really wanted to go to that school in Los Angeles, but doing the math, like that's why at the time I put the goal of like a four year plan from 18 to 22, save up, work really hard. But then that's the thing that's like hard about saving up to even do something like that is that life happens, you know, because you have to. Like I was living on my own as soon as as I turned 18, you know, you have to pay bills, you have to start being an adult and figuring those things out. And it was almost like it was besides me changing my mind because I had an eye opening experience of people can make a living just selling their art. I think it just was getting further and further um, away because the financial and not everybody can get financial aid and things like that. So it's really cool the opportunities that school does provide because there are so much, there is so much that you can learn, but it sucks that they, like like we said before, it sucks that there's a, a limit to some of those for people. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind too, like if you're in a, in a similar boat where you really wanted to go to school and then it, like you couldn't afford it, school isn't the only place nowadays that you can learn things too. Yeah. I mean, it does take, uh, it does take like a lot of self-discipline and getting used to. Me personally, I have done online school since like my junior year of high school, like before COVID was even a thing. Cause I know now everyone's kind of like, slowly getting used to like the whole idea of doing school online Uh, and a lot of people hate it and are like I need a teacher in person I can't learn that way but if if you're willing to like put in the work to kind of like teach yourself uh, YouTube tutorials are a thing Mm -hmm. they're very helpful you can learn just as much as going to college off of YouTube tutorials there's so many people that are teaching this stuff for free it's just you don't get the piece of paper at the end but at the end of the day uh, art if you're trying to get like that type of job in the art industry so people like you and I with our own businesses it's not really as uh I mean, obviously you can still teach yourself (laughs) stuff, but like if you're trying to get a job like at a company, like an eight to five type of gig, uh, you can still teach yourself and build a portfolio. And even without the piece of paper, if you have a really impressive body of work and like they think you can do the job, like at the end of the day, like you'll still get it. Like I have an eight to five job right now because, you know, my business uh, doesn't it's not at a point where it pays my my bills yet. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I made this podcast because I get to like low-key ask everyone who's like full-time doing their own art business for advice. Yeah. But no, I, I have my eight to five that I've been doing for, I've, I've been at an eight to five for four, over four years now. I didn't have my degree yet. So I, I have a, a community college associate arts degree that was required for the job that I had, yeah. but- when I got the job, I, I didn't have that degree yet. They hired me without it because my body of work was, I guess they thought it was okay because they hired me. <laughs> but like, that's like what I'm saying is like, 
don't let like requirements of bachelor's degree, don't let that like deter you from, especially in the art industry, because at the end of the day, especially like someone who's like a good hiring manager or a good creative director, like they recognize talent. And if, if you're good at what you do and you have a good body of work, I think that that's like something important to keep in mind is that like people obviously know how much college costs and how expensive it is. And if you teach yourself and you get really good and you have all the skills necessary to do like your dream job, you can get it without the degree, despite it being like, quote unquote, like required. I think the most important thing about that too, and you talked about it a little bit is having the self-discipline and putting the work to make it happen for yourself. I'm a really firm believer of no matter where you come from, if you are willing to put in the work, you can get anywhere you want. Obviously, there's limitations to that. But if you set your heart on something, you you'll do what you can to get there. And kind of like you were saying that, you know, we didn't get into the school that we wanted to, or we changed, like for me, changed my plans. It that's the great thing about the internet is that there's so many people out there that are that have tutorials and things that you can learn and teach yourself like I do that all the time because the other than the art classes I took in high school which are really just about the fundamentals of art principles there's a lot of things that I have to improve in my own art that I have to look up because I'm like, I, I have no idea how to, you know, create this composition to where everything looks proportionate and it's going to invoke emotion like I want it to. Um, but that is the one thing too, is like, if, if you feel like it's out of reach for you, like if you apply for an art job and you don't have the skills, if you're at least willing to put in the time work to learn and if you express that to the person that is giving you the interview that speaks volumes that speaks very much yeah i completely agree i had a whole conversation about this this topic exactly on my tiktok account and it was really uh it's a little disheartening, oh, honestly, no. like to hear, well, just to hear how, how other people like, cause I, I was, I posted this video. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw it or not. I, do you follow me on TikTok I do. or just Instagram? I do. Well, that's how I actually heard okay. about the podcast was from TikTok. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So I posted a little conversation I had, this was like a few weeks ago. I had kidney stones or I had COVID and then I had kidney stones right after. So I've been sick like the whole month of February. Yeah, life's just been like, here you go. (laughs) I know. I'm like hoping like that the kidney stones were like a grand finale because that's the worst experience I've ever had in my life. But before I got sick, like when I was like kind of like in between COVID and the kidney stones, (laughs) I was like such a horrible sentence but like in between I was just kind of like on TikTok and I was just like posting I I had had like a conversation with someone like regarding like being an artist and all that and they were asking me like you know how's it going and I was like oh it's going you know I can't complain I can pay my bills Mm -hmm. you know like I can't complain about it and they were like oh you must be so lucky Mm -hmm. because everyone I know who tried to do art is like working at call centers and not really doing art and I just like "Um, okay it's not really luck I kind of like busted my ass you know like um, to get here that yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a I don't want to say like a backhanded compliment, but it's almost like discrediting all the work that you put in to even get to where you are. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they were like, I wish I could be an artist and not have to work. And then I was like, okay, now you're just Yeah, it's like, it's not even like that. You know, I sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But it it just gets me even hearing that because to be an artist is taking already such a big risk because there's so many sacrifices that you have to make in order to accomplish what you want to. That's something I've had to experience the last, you know, over a year and a half that I decided that I'm going to do this full time because you have to give it all of your attention. And when you have to work hard to even get where you are, and it's already disheartening for like, I self doubt myself all the time. And it's, it's hard to hear that from other people when they don't understand or they don't want to try because it's like, it's not that easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's very difficult. And that's like kind of what I was saying in my video is like, no, like I, I really did like put in a lot of work to get to where I am. And even though like, I I would say like for my age and for the amount of, of like work and effort that I've put in into my career and all of like my little passions and like, you know, my, my podcast and my business and my, my eight to five and my like freelance work and contract work that I do between like all of that, I think I'm doing like pretty well for myself. But at the same time, like if someone in a different career path was putting in the same amount of work, they would probably be making a lot more money (laughs) (laughs) and they would probably be a lot further than me. And being an artist is, it's not easy. It's, it's not, not an easy thing to do and that's kind of like what the point of me posting a video kind of like reenacting that conversation was but a lot of people in the comments were saying like I get what you're saying but like there is luck involved and you can't act like there's no luck involved and I'm like no there's no luck involved I don't believe in luck I worked really hard yes. and I'm not gonna sit here and let you tell me that I, I was lucky yes. like I the only yeah. luck that I think is ever involved is potentially like going viral in the algorithm but the truth is there's I mean there is so much luck to that but there's also you have to have good content in order for people to enjoy it and something else that I've learned from this podcast too as well is just because you go viral and just because you have like you could have a hundred thousand followers and if you're not running your business in a way that is easily accessible for people is easy for people to digest that makes people want to purchase from you you're not going to make any money yeah Um, I, I saw I just saw an article about I don't know if I saw someone post about it but um a girl who had uh, like it was either a video or she had so many different followers and she dropped like merchandise but none like I think I mean some of it sold but for the numbers that she had versus what sold was incredibly there's a large gap in between and it goes to show that when you do go viral and things like that like people may be quick to follow but they don't understand you or your business or um maybe you don't have that set up in a way to where it could thrive. And so it was just really interesting to see just because the numbers are there does not mean that you're getting anywhere from that. Exactly. And a lot of people too, like they'll go viral before they're ready to even sell anything. And then they come out and they're like, okay, it's out. And it's like the wave has passed and it's like a whole thing. And that's like, the thing too is followers and likes and comments and all of that stuff like doesn't really equate to making a lot of money. And I have to remind myself that all the time because you could have like 200, you could have 200 followers, right? And 200 in like the grand scheme of things, 200 followers, right? Like right now my business account only has uh, like 67 followers, but if even half of those people bought a service from me, I'd be set for the rest of like, 
the next six months yeah. if, if half of them brought just like one of my services and like one of my graphic design social branding yeah. packages and like that's I think the thing that people don't get is like it's a little bit about numbers because obviously like a, a room full of 60 people is still a lot of people yes. but even if half of them bought from me you know, I, I would be like set. It's not about like the numbers no. really in the grand scheme of things. See, And it's funny that you say that because I think that's something like I feel, I feel that hundred percent too, where, and I don't know if this is something that we were just trained forever to like see numbers and equal it to success or our own personal value, because I do the same thing. Like on TikTok, you know, I will see someone go viral and I'm like, you know, I, I try to take notes and be like, okay, then I need to get better at doing this so I can get a fault, like a bigger reach. And you get kind of in a loop where you're like obsessed with hitting this many people, like see your stuff. But that is the truth is that, you know, all of those numbers and all of those things at the end of the day, that that does not equal your success or value as an artist or your potential success. And another point two is like so this last summer I did my first ever vendor event in Leavenworth because I live in Washington so Leavenworth Washington where they have it's called like art in the park and tons of those artists that are there like I was able to connect with them and make friends with them and they like they don't have large followings but they literally can thrive off of just doing that event from May through October because they make so much because there's so much foot traffic through that area that they don't even need the internet to thrive. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, there was a time before the internet and you can still make it happen without having those views or those likes and things. It is a good plus because it kind of is another outlet, like an outlet to, you know, push your products or push your push your art out there and share your message. But it, it doesn't define your success. And that is something that you know, I struggle with still today where I'm like, oh, this picture of my art didn't get as many likes as I wanted it to, but it, you can't measure it that way. It's it's easier to say it's harder to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree 100%. And I think it's really important to like remind people too, because I know, especially like younger artists, like even like, I know we're both pretty young, but like y- younger than us even, it's like, you I feel like especially like to someone who like grew up in the age of social media where like that number means everything you know I didn't have social media I mean I had it pretty young but you know it wasn't really like I mean I remember being like a kid and having like MySpace but (laughs) even even like what what is my I don't even remember what MySpace like it's not even like you know (laughs) It's not a thing it's anymore. It's kind of turned into yeah. Facebook nowadays. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. I don't even know that it exists at all. Yeah, I don't um, think it does. E- I don't think it does anymore. But I I remember that growing up, uh, and I did have social media for most half half my life. This is a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> half my life, but like think of like even like kids who are growing up like in this day and age having social media be even more prevalent than when it was like first starting out like yes kind of back then (laughs) yeah it's it's like gonna be ingrained in their brains like no matter what they do because you go on tiktok and there's a there's a section of tiktok for every little thing 
And no matter what they do, whether they are an artist or whether they are going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a real estate agent, there's a corner of TikTok for every profession pretty much. Yeah. And if they are posting their passions and not getting views and likes, it's going to feel like they're not going to be successful. And that's like the thing that I hate about social oh, media yes. the most is like you can't first of all like like we were saying like you you can't equate success to the numbers but also it's really bad like for mental health like I, when I was um sick this past month I haven't really been posting and I found myself like more than once sitting in bed be feeling guilty like man I'm like missing all these opportunities to reach more people and to reach my business but at the end of the day like healing and like getting better is more important than you know being on TikTok and posting wow. videos all day and that's another thing I have to remind myself too so I, I was wondering like a, a, a question I have for you I guess would be like using and like utilizing social media with your business how do you find that balance like do you have that struggle too where you're like oh I feel guilty I haven't posted in a while or like how what is your like what are your feelings around that yeah well I it's just the reason why I'm kind of having this response right now is because I do feel the exact same way that it's very taxing um, and draining for example especially on something like TikTok where you have the potential to reach so many people in an instant it adds this level of pressure that everything that you put out it has to be in quantity and quality all at the same time and even people i'll see on tiktok too will be like you have to post like three times a day to even get seen or like once a day or and something like that and so what i do is i'm kind of in that trap just because i have been testing it out because when I first started on TikTok, I did not take it seriously. I, cause I didn't really know what it was. And then I just randomly downloaded it. I was like, oh, you know what? People do this. I'm gonna do this too. So what I do now is I try to post once a day. And how I achieve that is I literally take a whole day and plan out the TikToks that I'm gonna film, what I wanna get, what products I, or products as in like, what art do I wanna feature? this week for my TikTok. And I literally sit down for a couple hours and like just batch create content. And I think that if you do want to post every single day and make a presence, that is the best thing to do for success is to sit down and, and batch create the content. But it's extremely draining because when I do it once a week, I get to it and it's kind of a part of my job now where I'm like, I, I'm kind of like, oh, I have to go do that. And it's only because I feel like I have to because that's what you see on TikTok is that these people are, are getting that grind. And I, and I do think it's good to have that presence, but I think the way that it comes across is that you have to give so much content 100% of the time. Like, I would not recommend listening to those people who are like, post three times a day. Like, that is going to get you to burn out so quickly. So how I kind of find the balance is taking that one day to just set aside for creating, you know, TikTok or Reels for Instagram because that is because right now it's not really vendor season. So you don't really get to meet a whole lot of people in person to sell your art. It's mostly just online. And so if that's something that you're interested in, I would definitely take a time to batch create content and it will be able to relieve so much stress throughout the week. Then you can just post what you created and then it's good to go. But even that is draining too. So it just depends on you as a person because if 
every day is too much, then don't do that. If you feel like your content is getting a little like lazy in a way because you have to put so much quantity, then just you have to stay true to to yourself. And if it's too much for your mental health, don't do it. Yeah. That's another thing too, like that's that's good to mention. Out of spite, the universe will if you are like doing a like like quantity over quality, like the universe out of spite will blow up the videos that you spent the least amount of time. Literally. <laughs> it's like I've like noticed that so bad. I will literally like spend like 12 hours on a digital painting yes. and I'll post like my little like uh time lapse of it and I'll be like this is going to get so many views and it'll get like 10 yes. likes and like 100 <laughs> views and I'm like what the heck where'd all my followers yeah. go and then I'll post like a dumb video of myself being like uh, when you when you sit down to paint but then you don't want to <laughs> and that one will get like a million views and all the comments will be like oh my god same yeah. and I'm like Y'all, okay. this is <laughs> no, I feel that too. And it's never what you expect, it's never really what you want. Because on an app that's like TikTok, and I mean, I know that Instagram is a little different, so I can't speak much about the reels on Instagram because I don't understand too much about Instagram reels or like the analytics or things behind that. But with TikTok, a lot of people are searching for you know, either a sense of value to them. So either like an educational standpoint, like they're learning something, they're getting a comedic value from it, or it's relatable, or it's just straight up, you know, like entertaining. And when you like myself, I'm not very, I'm very camera shy. And I keep my life and my pri like my personal life very private from online. And it's something that I've separated from my art when I post about it. And it's something that I'm having to like retrain myself not to do because the whole point of why people connect and share their experiences is to understand that, you know, we all come from a place and we're all just figuring it out. And when you share your experience, it, it helps people understand who you are and connect. And I have a hard time doing that because I just, I, I feel like, I don't, I feel it's hard. I feel like I don't want to air out like my life or my dirty laundry because I, I don't want people to judge or criticize it. But that's sometimes where you'll get the most connections from people. And I, I think it's hard to do that. But if you figure that out and, and you can come across in that way, that's when your videos and things connect and land and will help you grow in that aspect. Something I'm still learning, but... <laughs> It's so crazy that you mentioned that because I literally just posted a video about that, like, literally yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, on TikTok. It was like, I wish I could play it for you. <laughs> it, it, it was like that. It's like that Ash Nico sound that's like, I'm not shy. I'll say it. And I use that sound. And I was like, it was like the like I'm so shy and I was like me because I downloaded TikTok in 2019 and when I downloaded it I was like I'm not going to show my face I'm not going to talk yeah. on camera I'm not going to show myself because like people are following me for my art and they don't want to see that they yeah. don't care and then recently like within the past year I realized no like that's actually like what makes people want to support yeah. you more and like even like doing this podcast like I have you know and I'm not like I'm not really in like the financial place to be doing this <laughs> <laughs> but I have bought and 
like supported and bought more services from artists since doing this podcast than anything because every person that I've met has like such an amazing story and it's like you know what uh I you know I don't really care if I'm gonna be like you know I'll have to eat like ramen for the rest of this week I want to support you know these artists because they really you know they deserve like the support and I think that's like another thing like it's really good that you're kind of like putting yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit to do this podcast and not to hype up my own podcast or anything <laughs> no, like that but, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's really like good to do things like this and to make videos where it's like you and talking about your struggles and and things like that because at the end of the day like that's what usually touches people the most and what helps people yeah. and like what connects with people the most is like you are, and this is how I look at it. Like I, my art is an extension of myself. Yes. And when I, when I put my art out there, I'm putting myself out there too. So it's really not a huge deal for me to be posting videos where I'm sharing my experiences as an artist, because I feel like not only do a lot of people probably really relate to my experiences and it helps a lot of people. I feel like I'm doing like much more of a service to like the art community by putting myself out there. It's part of the reason I started this podcast too, is like by saying like, Hey, I'm not just like a printer, you know, like I, I don't just like sit here and make art. Like I'm a human being with like real experiences. And, you know, even though like art is, is my passion, like at the end of the day, I'm person the same as you. And if I'm putting myself out there and I'm sharing my experience with you, it might help you, like avoid some of the mistakes I did or you know just like people in general so I I think it's like really like a good thing to talk about too another question that I had actually that kind of ties into this Mm -hmm. is like mindset and and mental health so I I know you wanted to talk a little bit about that with like starting your own um, business as an artist and making art your career so can you tell me like define like the mindset and like kind of like mental health that you think is like optimal for having a business as an artist? Uh, Yes, of course. I would love to talk about that. And this is just based on solely my personal mental health and my personal experience I've had with it so far. So as transparent as I want to be, and especially I, I, so right now, a lot of my business, I had spent the last year building the foundation to my business. And then this year is when I do plan on eventually jumping into it full time because right now I do have a second job because my art doesn't pay all of my bills yet. And I think that's something that a lot of, I don't see a lot on TikTok. There's not a lot of people that are like, yeah, I also have to have a second job. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just a full-time artist, but it's not. I have two jobs (laughs) and my business. I know. I literally wake up, I wake up at like um, four in the morning and I do my my aquatics job I'm aquatic manager in the morning from five to like 10 or one and then I come back and I just work on my art for the rest of the time and that's just how it has to be right now just because it isn't easy and that's just kind of where you start because success Mm -hmm. is not always instant and you really have to you have to start small and grow now with the mental health aspect that is extremely taxing on anybody to have that mm-hmm. that much of a workload every single day. So I think that in order to succeed in this type of environment, you have to be extremely self-disciplined. 
And self-discipline comes from a place of setting a positive mindset to look forward into the future. And what I mean by that is like, for example, if you know, I I wake up at five, I get home. If it's like 10, I'm like, I want to take a nap. I have to remember, you know, there's things that I want to do before I get to that point. And then I can take a nap and then I can reward myself in that way. And it that lifestyle is not for everybody. I'm choosing that because I, I'm just trying to grind and work really hard. But I don't, I don't think that it has to be always a hustle to succeed. But I think depending on where you want to go with it, you do have to hustle and you do have to put in extra work and kind of be pushing your limits all the time. Now that, like I said, it is important to have a balance to have a a couple days or a day to take a break from both of those things and to reset yourself. Because if you are running yourself so thin, you are going to eventually start hating it and start being like, what am I doing? Why am I so burnt out? Why do I feel this way? So it is extremely important to not only as you're hustling, but also taking time, however much you need. Like for me, I usually have a day to reset, which isn't a lot for some people, but that's just what works out for my personal is I'll take a day to reset and I just won't like maybe if I am creating something like a piece of work, it's something that is mindless and for myself, not for like a specific project or a specific business reason. It's just like a doodle. And if that's something that helps you decompress, you know, take your time, just especially have a day and have an appropriate balance. Because if you hustle and hustle and hustle and you don't give yourself any stretch, like I said just a little while ago, you're eventually going to start not enjoying what you're doing and it will make everything a lot harder. I think it's really important to to also recognize that it doesn't, so running a business, it doesn't come at the immediate success. Some things that you'll see online, it it feels that way, but it is a process and to not compare your growth to anybody else's and to just focus on what you're doing in the in the present moment and how far you've come like sometimes with my art business and things like that there'll be some days where online i don't get any orders that day and i'm sitting like what am i doing wrong or you know i'll be really hard on myself or feeling self-doubt like man it's all like all this work i'm putting in is not going anywhere but that's how it feels sometimes and what i do and this could help others too. So if you feel this way, I really have to then take a sit down, like literally sit down and reflect on how far I've come and look back on the progress that I've made because that is encouraging enough in itself to be like, I am doing the right thing and it's pushing me forward. Even though it doesn't feel like it right now, I wasn't even at this stage this time a month ago or this time last year. And that shows that all of the work that I've put in is paying off, even though in the moment, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I think that's really important too. Like I would recommend everyone to, and I don't, are you like a spiritual person at all? Yes, I would, I would consider myself a spiritual person. (laughs) Okay, so this podcast has gotten very overtly spiritual this season, which I'm here for because I'm also a very (laughs) spiritual person. So, and I completely like agree with everything you said. I think like mental health and things like that are, are 
really important, especially because like you said, and I'm in a similar boat as you, you know, I, I work and my job is art related. So a lot of people would say like, oh, well, like it's already, you know, inherently like that's success. And I'm like, ah, but you know, that's not, you know, my goal isn't to, and I may have to cut this out depending on if I'm still at this job by the time the episode comes out, (laughs) but I may, um, this isn't like what I want to do, you know, like my goal is not to make some big company who's already making billions of dollars in profit more money, you know, by getting paid essentially what is only a few dollars more than minimum wage for something that I did have to go to college for and get an associate's degree for. And at the at the end of the day, you know, right now, and I'm, I too do the thing where I'm like, oh, I, I I can reward myself with a break later. And I grind and I grind. And I am also, are you into astrology? Yes, I love astrology. I'm a cancer. I, so I don't have a copy of my birth certificate and I just haven't <gasps> get one. So I honestly don't know my big three. I just know that I'm, I'm cancer, <laughs> but I've, I've been gotcha. trying to figure it out and I, I just can't until I get my birth certificate. Cause I'm like, I don't know what time I was born and my mother's not around anymore. So I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. As soon as you know the, your time of birth, you got to let me know. Yes. But I myself am an Aries rising. It's funny. I've I've had a lot of people on this podcast talk a little bit about their astrology and there's a lot of like water signs and a lot of air signs mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like really creative people, but uh, not a lot of fire signs, which is what I am primarily yeah. mostly fire. And, you know, like my whole, I'm like designed like to be this fiery energy. And for those of you who don't know about astrology or don't believe in it, that's fine. But Aries, so each sign is ruled by a planet, and Aries and Scorpio are ruled by Mars, and Mars is the planet of passion and, like, uh, competitiveness and, like, you know, just, like, just a very passionate, like, powerful kind of, of energy, and I feel like it's also my most heavily expected planet in my birth chart, too, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of Mars energy in my birth chart. And I, I attribute that to like, why I'm totally cool with just working myself to death. (laughs) Because I, you know, I love art. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm fortunate to be able to get to do what I love for a living, even if it's not exactly what I had in mind, like, Mm -hmm. I'll get there one day. And like, you know, I have this like ability to be like, overwhelmingly optimistic about it. But at the same time, I know, I am not the best with the mental health and the self-care yes. because obviously working yourself like this, the same way you were saying like, oh, I'll reward myself with a nap later. I'll do, you know, I'll eat later. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink water once I am you yeah. know, successful, once I have enough money to pay my yeah. rent. And it's real. Don't do that. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. No, it's really and something that's helped me a lot. And I'm not being a good example right now. Because literally, like I said, uh, you know, I have my eight to five, which is really some days more like a seven to seven. And then, you know, I, I, I work overtime at job one. And then I have my second job, which is contract work. So it's mainly for like extra income. But I that is an obligation that I have too that I also have to do. And then on top of that, you know, I, I do have to focus on, you know, my freelance and doing stuff for my business. And then on top of that, I have this podcast. So I overfill my plate. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love doing it. Like I, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. And I think it's great. 
But I have, especially in the past uh, like year or so, I am at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to do all of these things that I love to do because they do genuinely make me Mm -hmm. happy. But I have to put aside time to do like a salt bath Mm -hmm. to like cleanse my energy, especially if I like go out somewhere, you got to do a salt bath, you got to like cleanse your energy. I have to put aside time to meditate and I have to put aside time to journal every day. And like, that's like kind of my rule with it is like, those are like the things. And like, obviously that's going to be different for every person. Not everyone likes to journal. Not everyone likes to meditate. Not everyone likes to take salt baths. I think most people probably don't like to do the salt <laughs> baths, but I, I enjoy the salt baths. But you, you get what I mean. Like self-care looks different for everyone. And I think and this could be bad advice. Obviously, you want to take time to yourself like a day to reset. But as long as every day, even if it's only 30 minutes, and you're journaling for 10, and you're meditating for 10, and then you're, you know, you take like a 10 minute uh, shower with like some like with like a shower fizzy or whatever. And like, that's your self care for the day. I think as long as you do something for yourself every day, and you make sure that you're eating and drinking water and like, obviously stuff that like genuinely is important for your like physical well being as well as like your mental health. I think that the grind is okay. Yes. See, yes. And <laughs> but- I would say that too. Like, <clears throat> like I said, it really just depends on you as a person and what you need. And it's easy to feel pressured to not take a break. I mean, I like, like you were saying, <clears throat> I'm not a good example either, because on the day I'm taking a break to myself, I'm still posting on socials. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm still getting, you know, a, like a sketch done or something because I just like for me, as long as, you know, I am taking like an hour or two to maybe just sit down and watch TV, even though it's an hour and I'm still like, I still grind, like grinded a little bit that day. It, it's just something to like reset. And it really just depends on you. But if, if you as a person and as the creator, like needs to take a whole day or needs to take a couple days to reset, like don't feel pressured by hustle culture to not put that priority first. But it just depends on you. Like I said, like you, like me, I definitely grind (laughs) pretty hard. So (laughs) yeah. And you know, I, I kind of hate a hustle culture, because it really is unhealthy. And I feel like such a hypocrite for saying that because I totally give into it. But for me, it's not even about like coming out and saying like, oh, I'm hustling, I'm working so hard, blah, blah, blah. Like, cause I, I am, and like, I don't want people to think that I'm not mm-hmm. working hard, but it's more like as much, and this is another thing I think people like fail to understand about artists is it's like, people think that because if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Or because you love it, it's so easy. Oh, yeah, but except for like, even and it sucks, too, because I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. that's like, oh, you know, it, no, it's still work. Yeah. But it really is like, even if you because I like I sit here, I record this podcast, I have been recording literally like every week since January, yeah. I think I have recorded like five four or five episodes every week on top of my full-time job, on top of my freelance job, on top of trying to start my business. My website's not even up yet. Yeah. I still haven't even really started like my my business like in that regard. Mm-hmm. Or at the my website will be up by the time this is out, but at the time of us recording this, my website isn't even up yeah. yet. Um 
and I'm I'm doing like all of these things. And even though I do genuinely enjoy it and it does feel really fulfilling for me and it does make me very happy, I cannot wait until I'm at a point where I don't feel like I need to live my life in this way anymore. And I think I think all other artists who are in this kind of position, especially like younger artists, because we're we're about the same mm-hmm. age, you know. And I think this is a time when you really do kind of feel like the necessary like need to like grind with your art because like at the end of the day there's bills to pay and you know being young like you're you haven't been doing it very long I haven't been doing it very long just out of pure like I have not existed on earth very long as an adult person enough to like you know have put in the time uh time that is more often than not necessary for this to like be able to like pay my bills yeah. full time and that kind of thing. And it really does take time. And that's the that's yeah. thing that's hardest. Like, you know, as much as you grind now, you like, you don't see that immediate payoff because it's just something that comes with time. <laughs> yeah, it really does. The, the thing too, I think it's important to note this because I've had people say that to me too. Well, like, well, you do what you love. So it's easy or like it's along those lines. It's like the truth of the matter is, is like no matter how much you love something or how much you're passionate about something, once you take that and put it into a workforce or work-like mentality, it is going to kind of change like the the dynamic of what you do and what Mm -hmm. you create. And it could be a good or a bad way. It just depends on how you look at it. But it does, you know, you have to be on a schedule. You have to set out you know, a time where you're doing this and making a workforce mentality, whether or not that's eight to four, eight to five or whatever, you have to basically be in a workforce mentality to survive in our society. So there are days where even though I'm doing something I love to do, it's tedious and I'm blessed to do it and have the opportunity to, you know, push myself to be doing something I'm passionate about. But it's very much, it can still be a struggle, even if that's something that you love. Like my sister, she's trying to start um, her own business doing dog training. And she also works and things like that. And she was like, how do you have the motivation to spend all this time doing your art and working? And how do you even find the time? And I was like, well, the thing is, it's like, it has nothing to do with motivation, but it has everything to do with self-discipline. Mm-hmm. everything to do with self-discipline and the thing is too is like just as long as you know you're keeping that workforce mentality and allowing time for yourself that's works for you that's what's important but that's the thing that is kind of like a double-edged sword kind of about our society I don't want to get like super con- controversial but that's the thing that sucks about our society is that you know we have to pay our bills <laughs> to, to live Um, So you have to kind of grind in a way and make sacrifices to get there. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I, like, it's so weird, too, because, like, it's, it's true, like, you do have to grind. And another thing, too, is, like, people inherently, we're all, like, so, like, we're all so different, but we're also all kind of the same too Mm -hmm. in a way so like like what I said earlier about me like I have to make sure I take at least 30 minutes to myself every day for a lot of people that's not nearly enough and for a lot of people they only need 10 minutes and they're good to go Mm -hmm. and like that's like another thing too is like 
you know, spending your entire, like every waking moment uh, working on one thing too is like not, you know, not good. And like taking a day to yourself to like kind of like put your phone away and not work, especially in this day and age, it's almost impossible, especially when you want something so bad. It's like, like I said earlier, and like you were talking about, like, there's like a guilt of like, oh, I'm not posting enough today. I got to just throw something up on TikTok or I got to make a reel for Instagram. Or if you miss one uh, day, or... it's not going to do as well because you missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's sorry. another thing, too. <laughs> no, like, absolutely. It's it's really it's really it's something. Yeah. It's just crazy. I don't even know. And and that's why it's important to um remember and like i said earlier i didn't realize that until i did these vendor events that you can be successful without having the internet and it's a lot i think it's a lot harder to achieve because you have to go out and be in person and that's not as comfortable for people versus like you know posting online but it is important to remember that you know those numbers and those things don't equal success and it's easy to get caught in the loop because obviously you know we like I post every single day still, even though knowing that, but I do that to, you know, to, cause you have to, you know, drive views to your stuff to get seen. And that's just how it is. But you don't, you don't have to do it that way to be successful. And, and it may just be a different path that you take. And it may, for some people take a little bit longer, but you don't have to do it that way if that's not what you like. Yeah. Another thing too, and I think that you'll probably agree is you have to be also prepared for life to throw some of the weirdest stuff at you too. Because like you were saying, so this is what I was trying to relate it back to. So like you were saying, you can be successful without being on social media if you're really like dedicated and you want to go to like in-person events and vendors and things like that. You also have to be like mentally prepared for something to come completely out of left field that you never would have even thought about doing and have that be like the best thing in the world because if there is anything I've learned about hosting this podcast and hearing from other people Mm -hmm. you would be surprised at how many times someone has said I never thought about doing this before in my life but I met this stranger at this place and they were you know talking to me and they said oh you should look into this and then I did it and now it's my passion I do it full time and it pays all my bills and then some and I'm so successful with it and I'm waiting for that to happen to me. I'm not gonna lie. Because I, at this point, I'm not even like, you know, because I used to have, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I'm sure a lot of artists feel the same way. I had like my whole little five year plan, and I was gonna go to art school and I was gonna do all this stuff. And it got kind of like ripped out from under me, like with the whole money aspect of it all yeah. and like thinking about money and how much things cost. And at the end of the day, it's like, Now that I have seen how things kind of happen to me, I know that whatever I'm going to end up doing, I probably like if if I could travel back in time to right now, like if my future self from like 10 years from now could travel back in time and explain to me like, hey, this is what's up. This is what we're doing. I'd probably be like, what? Like, because that's just how things go for me. And I think that something that's really important with like, not even like just art, but like being a person in general is you have to have that like open mindedness and like willingness to try new things and to like take alternate paths and things like that. Yes. To not be close minded and, and things and doors and opportunities will open for you in so many different ways that 
you may not even expect it kind of like what you're saying because like going on this podcast and a lot of things that I've pushed myself to do over the last year for my art has been completely out of my comfort zone but that's how you grow and that's how you learn and that's how you make opportunities for yourself and find opportunities for yourself even though it's hard it's it's worth it at the end of the day one thing too I wanted to mention is that with success it's measured by everyone's personal that's true so for me personally my end goal will have like two end goals with like my art and my business and even so one is you know my ultimate goal with my art is to be able to make enough money from it to where I can sustain doing it full time and it can pay my bills and I can be comfortable. Now, and I don't want to set the bar low because you should never set the bar low for yourself because of course I'd love to make millions of, uh, on my art. That, not that that can't happen because that can happen for anybody. Mm-hmm. But to me, I would be very comfortable if I can just live sustainably off of my art and that's my full-time job and I would be so happy with doing that just for the rest of my life and and then it would be really cool to eventually you know progress and move that into having like an art studio slash art store where I can have other artists bring their work and I can showcase their work or we can have like teaching paint drink nights kind of like those like Pinto Palace places and that's literally like a dream of mine too and And that would be the ultimate success, but I don't, like, I don't feel the need to, like, be super famous off my art. Like, that's not my goal. I just want to be successful enough to where I can do this as my, my, like, my job for a living and help other people be able to join in on that. Because when you do a passion for your job, it obviously makes life um, more enjoyable. So how you define your success is completely up to you. And do not compare. I mean, like I said, it's easier to say don't compare yourself. But, you know, like you, it's it's easier to say it's harder to. And it's kind of, it almost feels like human nature to compare your successes to other people's successes. You just have to stay true to reminding yourself what success is to you. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's actually like a really good place to start wrapping up the episode. Well, yeah. Because we are at over an hour. <laughs> It went by so fast. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It went by super quick. So it is self-promo time. So your social media, where people can find you, how they can support you, any projects you're working on, your business services you provide, anything, all of that. Go ahead, plug your stuff. And as always, all of this info will be in the episode description for easy access for anyone who's listening who wants to check any of this out. Okay, go ahead. So you can find me, all of my social medias um, are at Coitivity and I'll spell it because it's k-o-i-a-t-i-v-i-t-y i know it's long i i don't know why i chose such a long name but that's where you can find me i i do commission work i do murals i have a lot of my own art that i have on there too and i would love to create something for you my whole goal is to spread love and creativity through art current i've been working on our solar system as planets i've been painting with acrylic and you can catch that series on my Instagram and TikTok if you're interested. Right now I'm working on Mars, actually. So it's funny that you're saying that your signs are in Mars. But yeah, and this summer, if you're in the Seattle area, I'm going to be doing, I actually am going to be able to leap into doing my art full time from the end of April all the way through October because I am going to do lots of vendor events in person. So if you live in that area, you can come and see me and say hi. And I would love to meet you. 
um, and chat. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to add before I wrap up the episode? I don't think so. I think pretty much what I want to talk about and get across, I think we got to a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. And you can always come back on because I know I did not get through all my questions. <laughs> uh, I would love so, to. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kendra, for coming on. I am so excited for this episode to come out. And thank you guys so much for listening. As always, if you could share this podcast with your art friends, that'd be awesome. I'd love for it to reach as many people as possible. Broken. And Yes, we have, you know, our Discord, our Instagram is at Artwise Podcast. And as always, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five stars really helps us out. So um, thank you again, Kendra. And I will see all you guys again next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.